I'm Bob Sullivan, the new host of AARP's The Perfect Scam Podcast. And with Frank Abagnale and other top fraud experts, we're bringing you brand new episodes of America's most shocking scam stories. I got an email alerting me to 22 accounts that had been opened up in my name. Scam was masterfully designed. New episodes available now. Subscribe to The Perfect Scam Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. As things change, other things stay the same, like Ohio Lottery scratch-offs, from small tickets to big tickets, from bright colors to flashy themes. There's something for everyone. Big wins make big stories, but it's the millions of small wins every day that make life-changing memories. And your biggest win will come by following the state-recommended safety protocols during this special holiday season. Lottery players are subject to Ohio laws and commission regulations. Please play responsibly. What the hell are you doing right now? You're watching this video of the Warhorse when you should be listening to the Juice Pro Wrestling Podcast. That's right. They're talking all the things that matter, like heavy metal. They're talking black metal, thrash metal, death metal. They're talking things like comedy. They're talking things like other types of music. And they're talking wrestling. You know, all the good shit, all the important things in life that you need to listen to. Go listen to the Juice Pro Wrestling Podcast. Otherwise, Warhorse is gonna rule your ass! so freaking bad wrestle me welcome everybody to juice pro wrestling episode 116 an epic 116 with the legendary guitarist from a legendary doom metal band his name is dave chandler from the band saint vitus welcome dave how you doing i'm doing great brother how the hell are you doing I'm all right, you know, surviving the corona. <laughs> yeah. Especially down here in New Orleans. You know, we're like the shithole of the country, so. <laughs> oh, man, you guys got it bad all around. Yeah, we do, yeah. What's that Frank Zappa song, uh, Trouble Every Day? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> there you go, man. Um, Dave, I thank you for joining us tonight. Uh, this is going to be one hell of a conversation. Um, and everybody out there watching on YouTube and listening, uh, on all podcasting platforms real quick. I just, I want to, I, I was very familiar with St. Vitus and your guitar work and all, you know, all that shit going back, you know, the SST days and that killer roster that, uh, you know, Greg Ginn had all those bands like, uh, you guys meet puppets, um, screaming trees of bad brains, the list goes on and on. But, uh, what actually brought my attention to your professional wrestling fandom, I was uh, I was on an app on my Xbox called Tubi. It's basically like a free Netflix. Yeah, I do have that. Yeah, that's a good channel. Hell yeah, I, I love it. They got a lot of really cool uh, music docs and stuff on there too. Um, but I was watching the Mentors documentary, and uh, <laughs> they, they were interviewing uh, they were interviewing you and talking about El, El Duque, El Duce. Um, and I'm sitting there and I'm like, holy fuck, is old dude wearing a fucking ECW shirt? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, so I start, I go on the internet and I start, you know, looking up pictures of you live and shit. And I'm like, holy fuck, is he wearing a Lucha Underground shirt? Holy fuck, is he wearing a Ring of Honor shirt? <laughs> and it just kept going and going. And, it, you know, I see him with the Sandman. I'm sporting a Rhino shirt tonight. All right. Which one? 
Uh, it's this is one I got from them a couple years back, so it's just a uh, it's not really an old school one. It just says Gore Tour on it. Uh, I, I saw him. Uh, they did it. He was here with our local boys, Wildcat, um, last year, and I got the Rhino versus Everybody one from him. Nice. Yeah, I like that. He's been wearing that on Impact. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's kind of how I, I and instantly I was sitting there and I watched it and I was like, man, this is fucking awesome. And I uh, immediately tried to get in contact with you guys through social media. And uh, luckily, uh, I think via Facebook, um, I messaged uh, the band and whoever runs that, you know, it's like, hey, we'll hit up Dave. <laughs> in a moment, hey. Initially, I, it was just going to be like, hey, man, you want to fucking talk music and shit? It's like, nah, you know, I'll do some wrestling talk. I'm like, even better. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, with that being said, I kind of want to go back into uh, what start. I mean, because you, you've been around a while, man. Um, when did you start watching pro wrestling? Actually, I, I started watching it um, when I was a kid. I was probably like eight or nine. And and I lived in Torrance, California, which is Southern California. So every Wednesday night on uh, Channel 5, they had wrestling from the Olympic Auditorium. So my dad would always let me watch that. And sometimes I could talk him into taking me to go see it live, you know. And that's how I got into it. There was like Freddie Blassie, The Sheik, John Tolis, Neil Mahomes, Don Carson, Black Ordman and Goliath, you know, those people and shit. Legends. Man, uh... (laughs) It's funny, uh, Freddie Blassie. You mentioned him. Have you ever seen that movie um, with uh, Andy Kaufman? Maybe. It's a uh, it's Breakfast with Blassie. It's on Tubi. Oh no, I haven't. I have to see that, dude. It's fucking hilarious. I love Freddie Blassie, man. Yeah, he's great. Your pants are not geek. <laughs> they used to do interviews with Dick Lane, mm-hmm. and he'd have a file, and he'd file his teeth because his thing was to bite people. You know, that's, yeah. that's fucking cool. <laughs> As a, like an eight or nine, ten year old kid, that was like one of the greatest things ever. You know, this guy's filing his teeth to chew this dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's pretty brutal, man. So, like, growing up, who who was like, who would you say were like some of your like favorite wrestlers, that, like guys that you just had to fucking see whenever you know they were in town or on the. Well, telly? yeah, when I was a kid, like I said, it was like I had to talk my dad and to you know go on to see it. But my favorite as a kid was Neil Moskowitz. <laughs> nice, man of a thousand masks. Yeah, but then there would they would you know they would have weird matches. Like, uh, I went to the thing where John Tolis had the mystery box, and he was fighting Freddie Blassie, and he pulled a snake out of it. And that's the first time that had ever happened, or that I knew <laughs> of. And I saw Freddie Blassie versus Don Carson in a Roman Gladiator death bout. I had never seen that before. That was pretty damn cool. They, they didn't sounds... allow that one on TV. Oh, man, I'm sure I'm sure they wouldn't allow a lot of, you know, the more brutal matches that I heard about Blassie on television. <laughs> well, they would have it, you know, they would show him chew people and then they would never show him on TV against the Sheik. That's another one. I saw him and the Sheik in the cage match and that was crazy. You know, with oh, the yeah. fire and the Sheik's pointed boot with the lead in it, supposed lead in it. I loved right. him because he'd pull out a pencil, a regular yellow pencil and stab people with it. I'm like, that's oh, yeah. cool. That's nasty. <laughs> The Sheik was nuts. What do you expect yeah. from the uncle of Sabu? I know. I, I watched a thing on uh, Netflix, uh, was it Netflix, I think, or YouTube, not too long ago. And it was like, I just put him in, and they had all these different things about him. And there was one with him and Abdullah in yes. Japan. And there was absolutely no wrestling in it. It was just, he beat Abdullah bloody, and Abdullah got mad, and then it went back to him. And, and you know, it was great. 
<laughs> the bloodier, the better, man. No, it was really good. So you kind of, uh, what's what would you say would be your favorite thing? Like, what really captivated you about the pro wrestling? I just like the, you know, as a kid, you didn't understand that part of it was not real. You know, so as a kid, it was like, whoa. But then I just liked the the pageantry and the actual fighting. I never really liked boxing. My dad liked boxing. I never really, you know, liked that. I liked, because wrestling was, it could be over with in a second. Well, boxing could be too. But wrestling did all kinds of stupid stuff. Like, or just George. Just, uh, yeah. except, you know, now, of course, I was, I didn't watch that when I was a kid. I saw it later. But that, that kind of, the characters, I guess you could say, got me into it. I always loved the dudes with the masks. And then when he started wearing the makeup, I was like, that's cool, you know. And Demolition had both. I was like, bye, I love them. Oh, yeah. What about the Road Warriors, man? Yeah, yeah, them too. Yeah, totally. And you got uh, one of my favorites um, from Japan, uh, especially during like uh, the 80s and I'd say early, mid-90s, uh, the great Muda. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Muda was really cool. I used to actually, from Japan, who did we see in L.A.? We saw, um, was it the great Kojika? Uh, sometimes and we'd sometimes we see Kenji Shibuya. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah, he was like the little he'd throw salt in people's eyes. That was like his name. <laughs> he assaulted them, huh? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I get the cheese award. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Um so like going into I mean, you're talking about character work, and that's a, a lot of us, you know, growing up watching it in the eighties, that's why we fell in love. And that to me oh, is yeah. like some of the best times for I mean the characters that these guys portray, they, they're still super larger than life, you know, 30 years from the time they were big, like, you know, guys like Hogan and the warrior, um, Ric Flair, all, you know, all yeah. that shit. And it's something that's a, a little lost in translation. I think in a lot of today's product, I think there are some, there are some sweet spots where you can kind of, you know, there's some guys out there that are really kind of knocking it out of the park again. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's not a whole lot of, of characters nowadays. There's more now than there was, say, like 10 years ago, I, I would mm-hmm. say, or 15 years ago. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, because when, um, when uh, the stuff I told you about, the Olympic Auditorium that went off the air, we didn't get cable TV for years and years and years in Southern California. And I was, well, I had forgotten kind of all about it. I'd seen, like, little pictures of people like Bob Backlund and stuff, and that's all I saw. And I was like, well, there's no crazy people. I remember coming home from a practice session and my roommate goes, you got to watch this show on, I think it was Mondays or Tuesdays, the one that Gorilla Monsoon and Bobby Heenan hosted. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because there's all kinds of weird people on that. So the <laughs> next week I watched it and I was like, okay, I'm going to do it again. <laughs> right. Yeah, because that go. was, you know, that was the days of like Hacksaw. It was before Hacksaw even. Mm-hmm started watching it again. It was like Hogan was there, of course, and Roddy Piper breaking the coconut on Snooker's head. And, you know, I was like, yeah. Good old days, man. Good old days. Uh, King Kong Bundy squishing midgets. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love that. WrestleMania, WrestleMania 3. <laughs> yeah, he was, what was it? Was it Little Beaver or something? Like the little Indian one? <laughs> yeah, nah, the little, the Haiti kid. And- yeah, the Haiti kid, yep. <laughs> <laughs> I love that shit. Like that's something I still like to go back to and just for a, a chuckle or whatever, but it's still great. And it, it takes you back, you know? Yeah. Good times, man. Um, so, I mean, you've really kind of stuck with, uh, wrestling throughout, you know, the ups and downs then, huh? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, once that happened and I realized that it was good again, the only thing that we could see was WWF. Mm-hmm. Blah, blah, blah. 
and then that was all there was. And then um, uh, when we uh, ex- expanded our cable, I guess you would say, then all of a sudden I was I could see the WCW right. on the Turner Network. And I was like, whoa, because I had never even heard of people like Rick Flair because they didn't talk about that on WWF. I was like, whoa, yeah. I like these guys too. you know. So now I had two that was going on. And then, of course, when the when the so-called invasion happened, that was great. Mm-hmm. And that was like, yeah, that was really cool. Now we like WCW better than WWE. Yeah, so I, I agree. At the time, yeah, I thought there were people that weren't characters like Flair. He kind of was a character, but he didn't wear makeup or a costume. I thought they were much better than WWF guys who didn't wear makeup or costume. Right. Yeah, he was a character kind of, but he was still, he was just, he was like himself amped up, you know? You no, know, he's just a loudmouth asshole, which, yeah. <laughs> wrestling is perfect, you know? He was yeah. made to do that. Oh, he was, he was the perfect antagonist. And um, yeah. man, there's still so many of those famous lines that are like huge today, you know? Oh, yeah. Um, it's, oh, man, dude, Flair's work is just, it's fucking amazing. It's legendary. And there's a lot of those guys in WCW, too. Uh, I mean, yeah, that's where Sting, you know, got his big start. And I remember, like, in the early 90s, um, that was, like, as a kid growing up, Sting was the guy who was – he was WWE without being in WWE. Yeah. You know? Yeah, he had uh, – when he had his, like, yellow kind of – I don't know what Surfer kind of hair Sting. you call it. You remember when he was, like, yeah, the guy the... before he went gothic or whatever? Yeah, he was <laughs> – He's totally, like It was way really cool, though, because – even yeah. though he was kind of like a geek, it didn't matter. He was he was like their Hogan. Yeah, yeah. He was yeah Hogan or uh, Warrior, if you want to put in actually. Yeah, you know, exactly. Yeah, he kind of comboed them in a bit, and and a little bit of, of Macho Man, and and he, I loved how he stole Flair's move. He totally did. Yeah, <laughs> totally stole that shit. I mean, dude, NWO. So you were watching. You're a big part of a big fan of that stuff too, huh? Oh yeah, we were watching the whole thing when it happened. And the oh, funny was thing was, a friend of mine, uh, we were you know watching it build up, and they're like talking about the mystery guy, and we looked at each other, and I was like, "It would be fucking weird if they had Hogan do it," and he's like, "Yeah, that's never gonna happen." I'm like, "Yeah," and then when it did, we were like, "Whoa!" And it, oh, you know, hell yeah, dude, brother, I shit you not, man. I was I was a kid, I was watching that, and I I remember it like it was yesterday. I, I remember like sitting there and I'm thinking, I'm like, you know, just kind of back of my mind, I kind of blurred out. I was like, what if it's Hogan? You know, my buddy's like, ah, no, you know, what the hell? Yeah, they won't <laughs> and do then, that to him. Right, right. And I'll never forget, you know, when he did come out and you hear Bobby Heenan like, is Hogan the third man? And they're like, no, no, there's no way. And then he drops that leg on the macho man. And the rest was history. <laughs> yeah, I read a, um, uh, Eric Bischoff's first book that he put out. And he said it was extremely hard, but the only people that knew were himself, Hogan, and the reps. Yeah. Macho Man and them, those guys, well, I mean, besides the outsiders. Uh, Macho Man and the rep, uh, whoever was staying or Lex Luger or something, they didn't know. None of the announcers knew. That's why when Tony Schiavone says, Hulk Hogan, you can go to hell. If that's like a true thing he's saying, that's a shoot. That's like, that's so cool. <laughs> Bang bang! <laughs> yeah, it was super cool. I uh, you uh, well, if you read that book, I don't know. I never read that book. Uh, what you talk about like was it controversy creates? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the one. Yeah, it's really good uh, actually. Yeah, I'll have to check that out. I, I definitely am interested in what uh sleazy E has to say. Um, I 
Did you know that Sting was actually the first choice instead of Hogan? What do you mean, from WWE? or No, for uh, in the whole NWO thing, when they were going to do the third guy. Um, oh, really? They gonna have, yeah. yeah, they were going to have Sting do it. That would have worked out as well, actually. But Hogan, I think, though, wait a minute. Now I think about it, Hogan was better because of all the years of building up the kids, to be honest. Yeah. He just destroyed their world in one shot. Oh, yeah. And, and you know, and to legitimize the storyline of an invasion, because that's what they portrayed it as. It was, I remember that shit, and it was it, still real to me, damn it. Uh, I remember sitting there watching it, the first one, and I was like, what the fuck are they doing? And I was looking at it going, that guy looks like Razor Ramon. That is Razor Ramon. What the hell is this? You know, because the way they did it, you had no idea that he'd even left the other one. Right. That was cool. That whoever the writer, like a Russo maybe, or whoever wrote that, was really good. I think. Well, that was that was all Bischoff's brainchild. From I think what pretty I understand. much. Yeah. From I'm thinking about the book now, and I think him and uh, him and Hall and Nash pretty much once he got their contracts, they figured out a way to do it because they were still kind of under. Uh, I think it was like a handshake. Where they can appear but not wrestle type things. Yeah. Yeah, something like well, that. Well, back then, Vince was notorious for taking guys at their word, you know? Like, it ain't Glad. like it is now where it's ironclad contracts and you have to wait, you know, 90-day no-compete clauses if you're released or any of that um, right. type of shit. But back in the day, same thing with Luger. When he appeared on Nitro, you know, he was he told Vince, like, yeah, I'm going to sign with him. I'm going to sign. And then he appeared and on the first Nitro. And then he popped Nitro. up at the, what, the, the first Nitro, yeah. Yeah. That's <laughs> crazy, man. I loved man. He's getting me all fucking pumped up now. Thinking about that old <laughs> shit. What What are you watching nowadays? That's uh, kind of scratching that itch for you. Well, um, since the pandemic, things have changed. You know of what you can watch. Like um, one of my favorites has always been ROH, but now um, what they're doing is showing like um, uh, showcases of each of their stars. And the guy sits there in his house, and he, and he shows his other matches, and that's, like, really cool. So I'm, like, still into that. But the best ones I'm watching right now are AEW is number one at the top. Yeah, brother. Yeah. Impact is close behind. Man, Tessa Blanchard blew fucking chunks. She could have been a – oh, she was stupid on that, but whatever, you know. Yeah, that's – And I like – um, I was fucking around on that Fight app, F-I-T-B. Yeah. And I ran yeah. across uh, MLW, Major League Wrestling. That's yeah. really cool. There's a lot of guys that came from there into AEW, like MJF and Jimmy Havoc. I was like, damn, where, where do these guys come from? You know, they're <laughs> really good. Oh, man. And I don't, when I watch, I take, <clears throat> record WWE, mm -hmm. you know, all three of them. But I watch them in four times fast forward. That's the only way I can stand it. Oh, and if so I see bad. someone cool like War Machine, who's now, because uh, I hate what WWE does to good people, I'll stop and see if they're going to be like they were and they're not, and then I'll go past it. Because they ruin everybody they get. I can't quite understand that. Uh, it's bad. Well, it's what happens when you hire soap opera writers. You know? destroyed <laughs> Punishment Martinez. It could have made him the next Undertaker. He did all the Undertaker's moves. He would have been perfect. Undertaker could have introduced him as his Padawan or whatever you want to fucking call it. No, they have to make him into a dork. <laughs> right? Dude, I totally agree, man. That's that's funny. We share the same sentiment. And uh, back it up uh, to what you said about MLW. I absolutely love MLW. And if you get a chance, um, 
you know, go check out our YouTube. Uh, we, we've done many interviews with guys from MLW. Oh, right uh, on. Yeah, they're good. I love them. Oh, dude. We've had uh, Hammerstone on the show. Um, who else? I'm just going to say they have this dude who's got one of the best names I've ever heard, Alexander Hammerstone. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. We uh, we did uh, the episode was Hammerstone Smashed Face. <laughs> oh, that, yeah, because uh, the announcers are like, Hammerstone's pounding him. I'm like, that sounds so wrestling. All <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, he's a cool dude, man. He's um, great. We, Is he a cool guy? Yeah, that's good. We also had uh, Joseph Samael on the... Uh, oh, okay, yeah, from uh, uh, Contra. Yep, Contra, the the, uh, the new Sheik, I guess you, you could say. He doesn't yeah, really know but, about the Sheik anymore, but uh, also right, a former yeah. NWA world champion. <laughs> oh, so I didn't that's know that. Cool. That's cool. Yeah, and uh, Richard Holiday as well. Oh, yeah, well, I hate <laughs> you're supposed to hate him. <laughs> right and he, he all, all those guys about, are super cool that other guy ec3 they would be a good tag team yeah did you see speaking of that did you uh catch slammiversary at all no nah, but it wasn't ec3 was he the um no well he he they did tease him he he is back and uh, yeah yeah he'll, he'll be on the access guy in the TV tomorrow um eric young Oh, good, good, good. My wife, my wife's not a big fan, but that's one of the people that she likes. She liked him because he pulled his pants down and chased the ref around. <laughs> like, okay. Yeah, that's a great, great reason she, to she like. She loved ODB, so when they got together, she just thought that was fucking great. Hell yeah, ODB. She's got oh, that's that cool. Yeah, I, I kind of thought, you know, they led you to believe it was going to be EC3, but they kept showing Eric. I'm like, how was Eric? Did you Dude, it was no, no. He he actually got eliminated. Who won the uh, Eddie Edwards? Oh, good. He's the one I wanted to win. Yeah, yeah. Because I don't, I don't really, choice. I can't really afford pay per views, so I just kind of watched the highlights from him and stuff. You know, Dave, we got to hook you up with a fire stick, brother. We <laughs> keep telling me about that. <laughs> right. But you know, it, yeah, I was hoping that it would be um, Eddie Edwards out of all of, of the four because it didn't really. I thought if it wasn't Eddie, it was going to be Ace, and I'm not a big Ace fan. He, I got used to him. I hated him at the beginning, but I got really used to him. You know. What about that T-shirt he had? What is this like Ace Austin? Oh, I, I, I banged your wife. I was like, no, <laughs> dude, that's still not cool. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? But that's why it is cool because <laughs> it's well, horrible. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I bet they sold a buttload of them shirts too. Oh man, I, I, I bet like they did. Fifty cents to make a black shirt with white letters, you know. Right. <laughs> Dude, you know who else came back, though, that I was super pumped about? The fucking Motor City Machine Guns, man. Together? Yeah. Alex oh, Shelley right. and Chris Sabin. Um, cool. We've been fortunate enough to see uh, Alex Shelley at some of the uh, promotions we're at. We're up here in, like, Chicagoland, northwest I was gonna, Indiana. I was going to ask you if you were from Chicago, because I know wrestling's always been very popular up there. It, it's it's the mecca of pro wrestling right now. You know, when obviously when all this BS with COVID ain't going on. I mean, dude, we got so many promotions up here that bring yeah, there's all, all kinds the of pay per views would come out of Chicago. Oh yeah. We've been to we went to AEW all out. Um like I said, uh there's a place called Warrior Wrestling. Sren's actually rocking the t shirt. Right I've now. heard of them, yeah. That's right. Um yeah, we're we're always at the fan fest, uh, getting to talk to the wrestlers and cutting it up with them guys. And uh, dude, a lot of people we've met there are they're all in AEW right now, or you know, Impact, like the Rascals. I've seen yeah. them on occasion. They are so fucking awesome. We saw uh, what was it, threatened the Rascals versus Chaos from New Japan. So it was uh, it was Amazing Red, who isn't really a member of Chaos. Yeah, I know who he is. Yeah, um, Rocky Romero and. Uh, Rocky God, Romero used to be in um, Coast to Coast, right? I believe so. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, 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 no. Um, not that one. Um, ah, crap. 
they had the stupid name. Um, uh, something Vice. Oh, Rapungi Vice. I, yeah, okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> who was Coast to Coast? I can't think of that. Okay, it was, uh, who was that? Um, it was uh, Kenny King and uh, the Austin. Oh. No. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, 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 no. It was Grisham? Kenny King. No. I think Jonathan Kenny King Grisham. was in it. Gresham? I can't remember. Yeah, I can't Somebody, remember. anybody out there listening, let us know in the comments, you know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Tell us we're fucking dumb. <laughs> no, you know, it's weird because um, a few years ago, they had the WrestleCon here in New Orleans. So oh, I yeah. went to a few shows, and uh, Combat Zone did a show. But because of the stupid rules, which we all think that it was because it was WrestleMania weekend, they couldn't use any weapons or anything like that. So they introduced a bunch of new people, and I saw like AC Romero I'd never seen, and uh, Dez from the Rastals was yeah. going under his name Desmond Xavier. Yeah, I remember leaving going, "That dude is going to be famous," because he oh, was yeah. just incredible. And I was like, "Man, this, whoever this Desmond dude is, I know I'm going to be seeing him." Dude, when I first saw him on Impact, uh, maybe a couple years ago now, and he wasn't with the Rascals or anything, because they would bring him in as like. Uh, I guess I wouldn't really say a jobber per se, but you know, like in a lot of those X division matches, they'll put like six dudes in the match. Yeah, you know, yeah. Or have ultimate X, and so they'll bring in like some one-time job guys or whatever. Yeah, he was in there shot in front of the people and stuff. Yeah, trying them out, much like AEW does with Dark, which I think exactly, is awesome. Yeah, I haven't watched much of them, but what I've seen is good. Oh yeah, it's cool, and there's a lot of our homies uh, from the Chicago land that are getting opportunities um, on Dark this summer. You know, like Robert Ingo. Ego Anthony, <laughs> Lego my ego, Anthony. Um, and I'm really excited because I really think that Warhorse is going to end up on Dynamite against Cody. They've alluded to it. Arn Anderson even said, why don't you give that Warhorse kid a shot? <laughs> um, well, he'll probably be on Dynamite. Have you heard of Warhorse? Nah. Oh, dude, he's, he's the current reigning and in defending independent wrestling champ. Um, he, he makes his rounds on the indies, man. He's his gimmick i guess that he kind of adopted within the past year and a half um dude he's just a heavy metal dude he comes out with the fucking um to metallica four horsemen and he's just head banging all the fucking time he's got the belt dude and he's just it's man you're gonna have to look up some of his matches on youtube yeah. dave i'm telling you this dude is awesome and he's all about the head banging like and it's cool because you see little kids getting into him little kids are throwing up the horns and head banging and shit and i'm like yes Put the microphone down. Rap is crap. Remember the West Texas Rednecks? <laughs> That's cool. But, uh, yeah, get back to Impact, though. Um, Slammiversary. Uh, so, yeah, you had the Motor City Machine Guns. They answered the open challenge to the Rascals. Um, that match was fire as hell. And then, uh, um, who was it? Uh, the North. With, um, um, Moose and Tommy Dreamer. Oh, Moose won. Yeah, I kind of figured. Spoiler alert! And they got a they got a white strap now for the the TNA Heavyweight Championship. <laughs> a white one? Yeah, it's white. It's weird. Okay, that is weird. Well, I don't know, but like, what is it? Um, Cody's belt looks like a Budweiser can. <laughs> <laughs> I like Budweiser. <laughs> Dude, everybody's been ripping it, and here's my thing: it's like. At first, it was like, well, they, they came out and said that it wasn't finished due yeah. to COVID and all that. Yeah. It's been like a month or two now. Like, come on, man. Some restrictions were lifted. Shit's spiking again. Like, why couldn't they get the belt done real quick? So they <laughs> can shut up all these marks. You know? <laughs> like, I'm kind of getting used to it now, though. Yeah, it's not you bad. Can come out you can it. come out and drink Budweiser. Oh, <laughs> I would love that. Have fucking uh, Lee Ving from Fear play him to the ring. Yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> it's better than the Bud Light that or whoever drinks. Um, oh, Mance Warner. No, no, on uh, AEW. Who's um? Oh, um, hey, Adam Page. He drinks. Oh yeah, a, a, a Miller Light. That's what it is. That's what Kenny oh. Omega brought to the ring too. Yeah, Kenny's straight edge though. He don't he don't fuck around with any of it. Yeah. I didn't like him at first when I saw him in ROH because he called him the cleaner and he walked on with a broom. I was like, no. I like that. He's one of my favorites now. He's fucking great. The yeah. loser, man, he's dynamite. Yeah. Dude, he's he FTR. Those dudes, no. Yeah, I'm not a huge fan. Um, I, I think it's cool that they're there because they, I mean, they're a good throwback tag team, you know? Yeah, that's what their trip is, yeah. Right. Um, and AEW, man, they just have a stacked fucking tag division. That's the best tag hey, division dude, I've they ever got seen. got a lot of good people. Like, really good people. And they got some people, and everyone has people that you hate, and everyone has people that you love. I wanted, I, I posted it on my Facebook page like two or three times. I want Neil Mortes to come to AEW and challenge Lance Archer. Oh yeah, Ricky Benderas. Yeah, that would yeah, be I a badass. From... Like, okay, come here, motherfucker. You want to just do a death match with death? Yeah, dude. See, and that's so cool. That's a gimmick that you know. I mean, and we'll get to Lucha here in a second because I want to talk to you about that. Um, because that's something near dear to my heart is Lucha Underground. But uh, I don't know why. You know, I obviously don't know the business side of like that gimmick. Um, I'm sure. I think he is still using it on the indies because uh, when we talked to Samael, he runs PCW Ultra out there um, in Cali. And, I mean, he's going under, you know, Mil Muertes. And, dude, how badass is it to have <clears throat> essentially the Mexican Undertaker is what he is, that's you know? Pretty much. That's what I always thought. But I, as soon as I saw him, I was like, whoa. Yeah, but you don't you don't feel like it's a, necessarily a straight ripoff. You no, know? It's, it's not like, a ripoff at all. He's like he's like the Day of the Dead guy. Yeah, <laughs> you know? right. And I loved how he when he does his coffin matches, he has all the people with the makeup and shit. That's fucking yeah. great. Yeah. So yeah, I do that. I would love to see him in AEW. There's a there's a lot of guys. You know, I think uh, Eva Lee's, um She is. Yeah, she's going to be wrestling. She's uh, gonna. She's um, actually going to be on. Uh, day after tomorrow, she's making her debut on TV. On oh yeah. Um. So one of the pictures I did see, you were rocking a Lucha Underground shirt, and um, <clears throat> when I say that, that's like near and dear to my heart, even though it's still relatively new, even though it seems to be a defunct brand now. Yeah, it is. They only did four seasons. Man, though, what an impact that they had on the wrestling community and product as a whole. Because if you look at the way a lot of things are shot now in the oh, cinematic yeah. wise and storytelling, if it's done right uh, and impact owes a lot to Lucha underground. Um, and, the, and uh, there's people that back, I never did that move before <laughs> because he saw it on Lucha. Yeah. Yeah. Oh dude. It reminded me of ECW. I got that ECW vibe. It from was, watching yeah, that. Especially in the, the original temple. It was yeah. dirty and like there was no security and you know people told the fans to move and they fell into them. I was like, this is badass right here, dude. There was so much. It was like watching a. I mean, you had the wrestling, but you even feel like you were watching wrestling. It was like watching a straight up fucking action movie, you know, yeah, for an hour. And they had the weird plot where they kept yeah. saying that the wrestling was a front for this weird demon they were going to bring back or something. I was like, this is really trippy. It's like a bizarre movie. <laughs> yeah. You know, kudos to 
Robert Rodriguez for, you know, helping get that off the ground. Yeah. Oh yeah. Big time. He was like D man. But yeah, and there's a lot of people like the, both Lucha brothers came out of that. And, uh, there's a, who else? There's other people now. Oh, dude. The man, uh, Jeremiah Willie Mac. Crane is Sammy Callahan, you know, yep. all kinds Brian of people Cage. came out of Cage. Joey reinvigorated. Ryan. Yep, Joey. Well, whoa, we can't say Joey Ryan. <laughs> I love Joey Ryan. You know what? I I do too, and I did, and whatever. I, I love funny. the gimmick. I love the wrestler. He uh, well, I don't know if you heard about. It. There was this whole thing in the speaking out movement that happened recently, and I'm not going to dive too much into it. But, but yeah, let's just say that's that, not good political. Yeah, he he was named as far as like doing some fucked up shit. Oh well, then yeah. I mean, I just like his gimmick. He was like yeah. taking Rick Rude up touch my dick further, you know. Yeah, he was to me. He was Rick Rude and Val Venus combined, you know. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Yeah, that's exactly. Yeah, because if Val Venus could have thought about putting a lollipop in his pants or Rick Rude, they would have done it. <laughs> yeah, right. It was yeah. funny. It was good shit, man. Um, and Lucha brought a lot of those characters, and you're exactly right. A lot of those guys, they're uh, all spread out. Lucha That's the first time I saw him. Yeah. Um, he was another guy and it's weird too. Cause a lot of those guys were like unbeknownst to me at the time were, uh, like developmental talent from WWE. Cause they had, uh, who, what's his name? Chris, uh, Sren, you remember his name? One of the writers, one of the head guys there from Lucha. He just went back to WWE and then they fired him again recently. Anyways. Um, but I, you know, maybe he was the one bringing these guys in. I mean, fuck, they even had Rey Mysterio, you know, Alberto yeah, El Patron. Um, I heard a Conan apparently had Conan and Chavo had a lot to do with bringing the guys into it too, because Chavo oh, yeah. was like an executive producer or something. Yeah, and Conan, uh, I mean, it was all it was basically Triple A's uh, venture into the American wrestling market, and I, I, man, it's a shame that it didn't, it didn't last. You know, I mean, I, I think they kind of. It seemed to me, because if, if you watch the very, very first episode, Dario Cueto introduces and says what he's going to do at a big, huge AAA event. I think it was set up to get these people where they are now. I don't think yeah. it was ever supposed to be a long-going promotion. I think it was supposed to be a giant showcase for all these guys. That's what it seems like. Yeah. It's just a shame, though, because I, I've... Oh, I know I missed it so bad. A two B TV, we talked about that. They have all four seasons. You can just binge the shit out of that. Oh yeah, and I have. <laughs> I did too, because I didn't start watching it till right before the first Ultima Lucha. So I was like, whoa! Oh, so I man. had to see the whole beginning leading up to that. You know, with Vampiro and Pentagon. I was just gonna say. I was just gonna say that match, man, and that that match, and kudos to Vampiro, dude. And that whole storyline was great because yeah. as a wrestling fan. Especially if you like like the dark characters. I mean, I was a huge fan of Vampiro. Oh, I was back too. In the he day. was one of my favorites. Hell yeah, and he was hanging with the misfits and shit and fucking yeah. ICP shit. But <laughs> you know, he was he was such a cool character and he was great in ring and dude, he's like a legend down in Mexico. Yeah. Um to have him give you the rub and Pentagon was already cool. He was already had this mystique to him, is this dark figure. He had the the arm breaking move, you know, it was like oh, I love that. The breaker of oh. bones. Yeah, yeah, it was great. Everything was so cool. Every and fucking his, his thing they trip did. with his mask, with his oh yeah, mask with the makeup is really fucking cool. Because when he talks to you, you can see his lips moving. It's even creepier. Oh yeah, I, you want to hear something weird? I've seen him without his mask. Him and Ray Phoenix. It's pretty weird. <laughs> I think I love Ray Phoenix, but he he kind of looked like uh, Ren from Ren and Stimpy. Yeah, I, uh, I love Ray Phoenix too, but he's uh, 
Yeah. He's got, I always liked um, Prince Puma better. Yeah. And that's, and that's, WWE ruined him too. He was ricocheting in Japan and he was, you couldn't even watch him. He moves so fast. Then they get him. He doesn't do any of his, moves. I'm like, okay. well, yeah, he's uh that one match is a perfect example. Um, Him and Will Ospreay. Will Ospreay was the other one. I was going to tell you. No, it was he's him, great too. Rocky Romero, um, amazing red teamed up to go against the rascals at warrior wrestling. Um, oh, okay. It was, yeah, I saw insane. Will Ospreay at the convention thing. Hell yeah, dude. He's, He's on another level, and those two matches—it was a two or three matches he had with uh, Ricochet. It was just—I remember Vader kind of getting pissed at it. And there were some old timers there, like "What is new wrestling?" Like, shut the yeah. fuck up! Yeah. <laughs> like everything evolves. Everything—it's yeah, it's it's great. And what do you you know? This ain't you know like the the eighties or seventy. Well, seventies was actually. I mean, yeah, they're... they're. Ho, 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 ho. You know, as different as everything seems this holiday season, one thing still holds true year after year. Everybody loves holiday scratch-offs from the Ohio Lottery. And with tickets available from $1 to $20, they're the perfect gift for anyone on your list 18 years or older. So, stay safe this year and play it safe with your gift-giving. Give scratch-offs from the Ho, 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 Ohio Lottery. Lottery players are subject to Ohio laws and commission regulations. Please play responsibly. Donato's just didn't add bacon to their pizzas. They added bacon to their bacon. Canadian bacon and hardwood smoked bacon. Or Canadian bacon and Chipotle seasoned bacon. Get $2 off a large bacon duo or any large pizza. Use promo code 2. Donato's. Every piece is important. There was headlocks and shit, but to me, the 70s wrestling always seemed more brutal than like a lot that's of the where I lost movies. track. That's when it kind of wasn't on TV for mm-hmm. me. But it was more, yeah, it was like break the guy's head with a headlock. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but everything yeah, from changes. from like videos and... I've seen, yeah. I mean, like the early 70s I was watching it, but the late 70s I didn't get to see it. You say you're a big ROH fan too, and ROH, uh, I mean, dude, they were on fire for so long. Oh, and... man, the pandemic fucked them up. They were rolling. Yeah, and they were just getting back into the groove too because yeah. they, they kind of took a big hit when, you know, the elite and everybody left. Um, I think them and New Japan. I mean, New Japan's still pretty strong with has a really strong fan base, but uh and then there you heard about some backstage and some business decisions that they were making at ROH that were really fucking questionable. But um they put Marty Skrull like as the basically the lead booker, paid him a bunch of money and he was starting to make amends with people and get shit rolling again. And then Yeah, here we are. And actually I heard that he was trying to do Something with AEW, uh, uh, kind of along the lines of the invasion thing with ROH, and I was like, that, that would be great. great, yeah. That was like I he mean, was like talking to him and shit before this happened. That would have been fucking badass, dude. That's what, what they need. Revenge on the elite for leaving, you know that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, that would be cool, and that's that's that so been cool because it's not like a typical like NWO storyline. Well, how many times has that happened? You know, you had yeah, these guys are eights. legitimately mad. Yeah, fucked us around, assholes, and we finally found you, kind of thing. You know? <laughs> yeah, that would have been great. And that would have been great with him and PCO and uh, what's the big? Um, I keep forgetting his name. The big giant guy that's in Roman um, Enterprises. Um, crap. Oh, uh, Brody um, King. Brody King. Yeah. Yeah, those three could come in and destroy. You know, just just fuck up the uh, inner circle and Neely. Just like pick on everyone. Hell yeah. Dude, PCO's the shit too. He's a good friend of the show. I talk to him like almost every other day, man. Yeah. Who is? PCO. Oh, PCO, yeah. He I met him once. He was super cool. Dude, the guy. 
and he's he's another dude. He's an absolute legend. And to see where he's uh, came from, like in this day and age, with that gimmick, that PCO gimmick is the shit. Have you been keeping up with the weekly videos he does? The yeah, Monday well, no, I, I saw, I had his, um, I saved his, what I told you, his spotlight when RLH put him on. Yeah. Yeah, it's cool. I remember him when he was the pirate and when he was the bounty dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, dude, he was also, yeah, he was in the brawl for all, man. Oh, really? Cool. Oh, that's right, yeah. Did you watch any of that? Uh, that kind of just gave me a little segue, and then forgive me, I have ADD, so we're going to go all over the motherfucking place tonight. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> it's good because you know your shit, you know? So um, what the fuck was I going to say? Uh, oh, Dark Side of the Ring. I've watched some of it. I, yeah, I like some of it. I watched, man, the one with Blue Jack is great. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God, with Grimes. And when he's on the ground, he goes, we're even, motherfucker. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I mean, he's in there with that one guy. You punched me in my eye. I didn't stab him 11 times. I only stabbed him nine times. Like, that makes a difference, New Jack. I mean, come yeah. On. <laughs> Dude, Jack just straight, it don't get That's more. That's a gnarly motherfucker. You want to hear yeah. a weird story? Yeah. I went to ECW Heat Wave 2000. It was the only no shit show pay-per-view they ever did in L.A. And I, I actually got front row tickets and lucked out because we were across from the hard cameras. So if you watch that, you'll see me with my ECF and W shirt on. I had my head shaved at the time, though. I'm watching. New Jack was supposed to be there. Mm-hmm. And they announced to everybody in line waiting to go in that he wasn't going to be there because they, uh, L.A. wouldn't release him because he had a knee injury or something from doing a job. And we're like, well, that's fucked, blah, blah, blah. And uh, if you ever saw that pay-per-view, that's why he come, runs in and gets beat up because they're not actually allowing him to do his thing. So he comes out to everybody waiting in line on his crutches. And he goes, this is some motherfucking shit. And he throws his crutches down. He goes, I ain't hurt. And he starts dancing. And we're all yelling, New Jack, New Jack, New Jack. And he's like, fuck these motherfuckers. Don't let me wrestle, motherfucker. And I was like, God, he'd be great. He was like, throwing the crutches all pissed off and shit. <laughs> Dude, it don't get more real than New Jack. He just oh, no, don't he give full a blown fuck. Mad about it. He, like, he's a guy that you don't want to piss off and you don't want to try to go like, I mean, you don't want to do anything to cross that dude. He will fuck you up. Yeah. And it's like, oh, because he doesn't give a shit. He's like, whatever. Yeah. So what, um, you watch a lot of ECW back in the day. I mean, you do you rocking that ECF and W shirt? I mean, yeah, well, um, <clears throat> that was a weird thing. Cause we had, I was like up really late, just like kind of channel surfing. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, and I uh, subscribed to Pro Wrestling Illustrated, so I knew who they were. I'd seen pictures, but it, you know, it wasn't on. And like, da 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 da. Whoa, hold on. And I backed up to this channel called Prime Ticket. All they ever did was show every single Kings game, Lakers game, whatever football was. Yeah, always like twenty four seven. So if you missed it, you could see it. And um, for some weird reason, there was an hour of ECW. I went by and I was like, wait, I know that guy. And it was Kaz doing an interview with this black hood thing on. It's like, that's the dude from that weird wrestling, right? And then then they went to a commercial, came back with the Dudleys. I went and grabbed my magazine. I'm like, fucking hell this is. So I set up my tape and started watching them. That was way before TNN. And then they went off the air in about two weeks or three weeks. Yeah. But I got the 800 number. So I called them all the time and ordered videos and shirts and catalogs and stuff. 
So by the time oh, yeah. he came on TNN, I knew all about her. Did you, we, uh, me and my buddy Eddie, Big Ed the Assassin, what up, Ed? Um, we used to do that shit too. Dude, they came out here, um, this is towards the end. Fuck, what was this? 99, was it? Maybe 2000. Gary, Indiana, man. God. Yeah. They were doing their, their final tours at that time. Oh yeah, dude. We've uh we've also had uh I had Johnny Swinger has been on the show. Um, oh right, on. Re- he's so real cool dude. The impact right now, but whatever. Oh, he's I love it, dude. I love his <laughs> theme music. <laughs> it's great, dude. He's like he's like all the riz, where's all the rizats? <laughs> yeah, he's alluded to Simon Diamond. I hope he comes on. Remember Simon and Swinger? Oh oh yeah, dude. Simon Simon Diamond's a South Bend boy. He's uh so he's he's from around our parts. Um, I, dude, they were tag champs in uh, ECW, uh, TNA when TNA first got going. Um, I don't know what Simon's up to anymore. I know he, for a long time he was a producer for TNA. Um, he's really that's cool. I don't know if he'll ever get back in the ring because last time I see him, the dude was probably about three hundred plus. Ooh, yeah, so. yeah. A lot of them got kind of big. It was kind of sad to see uh, Johnny Grunge at the end. He was huge. Oh yeah, yeah. Both uh, him and Rocco Rocker, they're both dead. Yeah, it's it's dude. You go down the ECW roster though, and a lot of those guys are they're gone. I mean, that's really in any wrestling roster. Um, it's unfortunate, and uh, I I do this but weird the game. ECW guys too. You wonder, wow, how is this dude still fucking here? Like Sabu and stuff. Like, uh, how are they still wrestling? I mean, not yeah. Way. I was like, how in this is this guy still doing this? Dude, I'll like, tell you what, you and see we some of the shit like when Sabu when Benoit flips Sabu and he breaks his neck. Breaks his neck, yeah. Lord. Yeah. It, it's it's crazy. And Sabu, I'll tell you what, it's it's we had him on the show too. Um it's it's all he knows, man. It's uh he he'll he's the type of guy that I think will die in the fucking ring, man. He's yeah, just, kind of almost like his uncle. His uncle retired. Mm-hmm. I haven't watched the last match yet. I saw it on. I was like, "Ooh, I gotta watch that." Right. Um, we also had Bill Alfonso on, and we've had Fonzie on oh, a couple cool. times. He's a face. I'm a Facebook fan. Hell yeah, dude, Fonzie! I gotta hit you up. I looked you up on Facebook. I couldn't find you. He's trying to hide from the juice, Dave. Don't do it. Well, no, it's under. <laughs> um, actually, what happened? I had um, uh, one Facebook under my middle name Charles, mm-hmm. and it got hacked. So. I've been telling everyone, don't go to that. Just go to Dave Chandler, and you'll see my dumbass standing on stage. I'm actually wearing a Mikey Whipwreck shirt in the picture. <laughs> nice. Dude, Mikey does a podcast. Too. We talk on the phone all the time. He's a huge St. Vitus fan. Yeah, fuck yeah, he is, dude. A lot of those dudes. And you know Jerry Lynn's a big metalhead, too, man. Yeah, he wants me to. Actually, we've been, before the break, I was going to go on their podcast. But yeah. We had uh the we had the uh, the guy who runs uh their show on um FR the front row material. Oh, okay. Yeah, um so it's it's Jerry Lynn, uh Mikey Whipwreck, and then uh what's his name? Threaten Mike. <laughs> I'm gonna get in fucking I'm gonna get the ship when I had some truly's enemy. But anyways, uh dude's really cool. I mean he, he's super, super nice, nice guy. Super he nice. does a it great job. Because um I actually got with this other guy on Facebook who happens to be the godfather of Mikey's kids. Wow. And I'm like, are you serious? And so he told Mikey and Mikey's like, Oh fuck. And he told me and I'm like, Oh fuck. So when I called him, I was really nervous. I didn't know what to say. And I, and I said, man, I'm, I'm going to, I'm a fanboy, So I'm fucking nervous. He goes, so am I. I don't know. What to say to you. 
how does that work when you got two fanboys like just both nervous like oh, let's hang thing. up at the same time because the other one we were both like oh okay cool you know yeah 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 we talked awesome. a whole lot you know it's like so it's like way cool has there been any other guys like uh in the wrestling community that um you know kind of came up to you like that like as fans of the music and everything no not really i i've heard rumors about people here and there but you know there is well, there is a guy on the independent scene. I don't. Uh, he was a Southern champion for a while. His name's Joey Corman. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a he's a huge Vitus fan. He's a, a friend of mine, and um, I met him. He came out to the shows and stuff. And but you know, no, actually, there's a guy. Do you know our local wrestling Wildcat Sports? I, I've heard of them. Yeah, they're they're actually the ones who where the kid jumped off of the balcony at the mall. That was uh viral. That's them. That was Luke Hawks. I think Luke yeah, Hawks' Luke son, Hawks PJ is a, Hawks, is a friend of mine. It's like he no shit to, to do like a riff to somebody when they walk to the ring if they can never do it again. Yeah, and his son is the one who jumped off. Yeah, he's a, he's a. We started off on Facebook and then we exchanged numbers. You know, yeah. I, oh, I've dude, gone yeah, out to see him all the time. He's like, hey man, what's going on? <laughs> That's super fucking cool, man. And I'll tell he you what, cool. I I remember him like from. I want to say early, like mid two thousands. He was in XPW. He was Alter Boy Luke. Yep, yep. <laughs> Alter Boy's a sacrifice. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. He, uh, I, it was, it was weird seeing him on NWA, and I was like, man, that's his son. It's like the dude looks, he, he looks good. Like, and that's he his, was son. In, his son. Um, Luke was in uh, Combat Zone for a while too. He said. Yeah, yeah. He's been a dude. He's a journeyman. He's been around a long uh, time. And he's, He's a stunt man. He's like if the second Black Panther movie ever comes out, he's one of the main stunt doubles for Black Panther. And that he's in Guardians of the Galaxy two. He's in a bunch of TV shows. The the, the guy bald guy who gets beat up and beats people up. You know? <laughs> it makes sense because wrestlers are stunt men and women. He's a know? super fucking cool guy. Man, uh, yeah, I bet. Uh... That's awesome. I'll have to see if I can't get in touch or if you can put out the good word for a good brother, you know? I'd yeah, like well, when this thing dude. comes out, send me, because you know, I want to hear it and watch it or whatever, and I'll send it on a link to him. Because the funny thing was, I was kind of with him on Facebook um, under Charles, because he'd mm-hmm. see me go to the shows, and he goes, are you on my Facebook? I'm like, no, blah, 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 okay? And when that got hacked... I contacted certain people and said, go to this one. He didn't know I was in Team Fighters. He had no idea. Yeah. And when he saw that, now all of a sudden I have his number. And he was, you know, I was like, okay. So he was like a, a fan who had no art. researched it and became a fan mm-hmm. who had no idea. And I was like, well, that's fucking kick ass. So, yeah, definitely send me, you know, the thing and I'll send it. I'll, I'll uh, send the link to him because I know he's going to want to see it. So, yeah. Hell yeah, brother. Maybe you can yeah. talk to him. That'd be kick-ass running a, a local promotion in New Orleans, talking about the lockdown and shit. That'd probably be good. Yeah, I'm, I'm down for whatever. And that's that's like the great thing about this show. Um, we're, there's no constraints. You know, there's a lot of people, and this is no knock to because everybody, hey, you're entitled to do your own thing or whatever. But um, there's a lot of people like to do recaps, you know, and just shit like that. And I like to just come at it from a different direction you know as far i love getting everybody involved that's a, a fan um you know we've had a lot of talent on the show we've had promoters we had referees um fans people that are nobodies you know no disrespect to them but it's just like my buddy or something. Yeah, that's cool, yeah. yeah and it keeps it uh 
I think it keeps it fresh and it gives it a, a cool perspective. And I like to build that type of community, you know, where I can get just people who are genuine wrestling fans and, you know, really into what, what's going on in pro wrestling. And like to have a guy like you on here, it's, it's super fucking cool. It's an honor, you know? You know who, well, thank you. You know who you should um, send a line out to is Clayton, the singer from um, any scene. Oh, no shit. Massive wrestling fan. He he brings a Bob Wire baseball bat on stage and cuts himself. He has a whole wrestling, a whole album of only wrestling songs that he, yeah. he gave me. Yeah. He's a huge fan. He, he oh, I'm great. totally oh, fucking he would down. Be great. Yeah. I think you ever heard of Schlack? Mm-mm. Oh, wait, the He's wrestler? A, yeah, the Deathmatch yeah, yeah. dude. He does he does a band and shit. He's a big old dude. I think he I think he's got a connection in them guys too. Yeah, yeah, I I'm have, definitely um, gonna. I, I can also I can forward your thing to Clayton. He's a he's a friend of mine. So yeah. Oh yeah, dude. Yeah. He would be great. <laughs> he would be Look really good. Oh yeah, I'm a big anti scene uh, fan too. So I I mean I wasn't really. It, it's cool when you get to you know make all these connections and uh, new friendships and do this shit. And like I said, it's it's building a community and a positive community. You know, it's like we're not here to shit on anybody. We're just here to fucking share good stories and good times. You know that, um, well, you probably know this, that AEW's The Butcher is the rhythm guitar player from Every Time I Die. Yep. Yeah, Andy. Um, it's weird because I went to, uh, so Black Label Pro is a promotion that runs out here um, in Crown Point, Indiana. Um, Crown Point famous for who, Sredden? Um, John Dillinger. <laughs> John Dillinger. There you go. <laughs> I was trying to, you know, whatever. Sometimes he gets it. Sometimes he dies. <laughs> Motherfucker. Anyways, um, so we, they had a one-off show out in uh, South Bend, and we, me and my old lady pull up, and uh, like someone, I, I talked to her before, like somebody parked next to us. I was like, man, how cool would it be like some badass wrestler like pulls right up next to us or something? So like, yeah, it would be cool. And then I shit you not, like here Andy comes like pulling up, and he gets out. I was like, holy fuck, it's the butcher. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I just rolled my window down. I was in the driver's seat. She said the passenger seat. And I'm like, hey, man, what's going on? Like, my name's Justin Juice. I do the podcast. Like, here, here's some stickers, some swag and shit, you know. It was, and he was super cool, dude. He was really cool, nice guy. I met Joey Ryan the same night for the first time. And he was also was super pre, cool. Uh, AEW, I guess. Yeah, yeah. This was, I want, I want to say a year ago. Yeah. Oh, okay. Because they haven't been in AEW that long. And to no, be honest they haven't. With you, they got kind of screwed by the epidemic or whatever, too. They were just getting there, and then bam. Yeah. I, I was surprised that they showed up. I mean, I, and I don't mean that in a negative way, but it was just kind of like I didn't hear anything about them. Um, there was this promotion called, uh, what was it, Threaten Black Craft Wrestling, I think. They had, uh, so they had, what's his name, who plays uh, Pinhead from Hellraiser? Oh, yeah, I know who you mean, but I don't know his name. I forget his name, too. Damn it, truly. Um, so they had him as, like, their uh, – it's David something. It's, it's going to come to me, like, ten minutes later. <laughs> Let me hang um, up, you'll remember, yeah. Yeah, right? Like, son of a bitch! Um, he was, like, their GM or whatever, and it was kind of like a dark – I don't want to say satanic thing, but they had satanic overtones, you know, just, like, the evil vibes, you know? Yeah. Um, and it's where a lot of, like – those dark gimmicks I, I saw for the first time, like I, uh, 
Donato's just didn't add bacon to their pizzas. They added bacon to their bacon. It's Donato's new Bacon Duo pizzas. Two pizzas, each with two kinds of bacon. Try the new Pepperoni Bacon Duo with pepperoni, Canadian bacon, and hardwood smoked bacon. And the Chipotle Bacon Duo with Canadian bacon and Chipotle seasoned bacon. Now get $2 off a large Bacon Duo or any large pizza. Use promo code 2. Donato's. Every piece is important. ECO when he started coming as you know the the monster with uh, D Destro and Butcher and the Blade and I was like man they got a lot of cool like dark gimmicks and then I guess they folded or <laughs> they had like one or two shows and they were done but um I just I never knew what the hell was going on with Butcher and the Blade so it was really cool to see him pop up in AEW and then a lot of people were like oh who the hell is this like that's not a big surprise I'm like that's pretty fucking cool you know yeah, so many sour grapes. Uh, it's like when uh, the Blade took his mask off, his get mask off, I was like, why do I know that guy? And then I looked it up, and it was Braxton Sutter. I was like, that's yep. why I know him. I wondered where he went. Pepper Parks. I always liked him, you know. Yeah. <sighs> he's another guy that's been around, too. He's, uh, yeah. he's married to Allie. Yeah. Oh, they're married? Yeah, they're married. Oh, I didn't know that. So she's now, I don't like her and, and what's Brandy being, whether the the nightmare, nightmare sisters, yeah. <laughs> he said, "Female nightmares." I have those all the time. Trust me. I, I like the <laughs> arguments, but uh, it's like, okay, well, I can do without this. I liked it better when she was with that weirdo, and everyone hated her for being with him. What was his name? Uh, Jackie Apple, uh, QT. Oh, QT Marshall. Yeah, yeah. Well, she's still with him. I think he's he's hurt or some or there's. Well, I think though, what happened was what I heard was. Um, it was a Facebook thing, whether it's true or not, but the reason that Moxley, that thing got um, delayed, was because him and QT, I guess, were working out near a girl that they brought in from WWE who was uh, found out to be positive. Yeah. Well, so I know they delayed everything, very... so maybe QT's like, just like you know worried about it. That's what I was thinking. It could be. I heard the same thing, but I also I, I thought I heard uh, what's her name, Renee Young from WWE, tested positive, and she's married to Moxley. So, oh, thanks. <laughs> well, <laughs> you know, shit, Moxley but... did his thing with Cage. So. Yeah, it. Hey, what would you think of the finish on that? I thought it was shitty. I knew that somehow Moxley wasn't Moxley was not going to lose. Because it still Cage is still fine because he had Taz's belt. I didn't like Taz throwing the towel in. I would have rather have him gone outside and have it be a DQ. Yeah, <clears throat> I thought that was kind of like pussy for Cage's image. I thought. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree with that. It was it was a weird. Uh, we'll see yeah, what they I say on Dynamite. I, I knew what the outcome was going to be, but because they had given Cage that belt, but I didn't. I'm not a Cage fan in any way. I never liked him at all. Oh. I, I was like, like, dude, stop sucking the steroid drink, you know. But the fuck's wrong with you? He's got that Scottish style juice. <laughs> he didn't hook up with Melissa Santos, so I got to give you that. Yeah, we've we've talked to both of them at Warrior. She's been on the show too. She's made an appearance. So good for him, Cage. Good on you. What do you? Yeah, I, I, dude, I love. Ha <laughs> <laughs> I uh. I, what do you think of the FTW title coming back? I thought that was fucking cool, man. You know, old ECW Mark and me was just like, yeah. No, I like that a lot. I um, I don't know if I Cage was, is I was necessarily hoping the that right. Taz was going to whip out the hardcore title. Oh, like the WWF one? 
No, the, well, because they stole that from ECW. Taz started that in ECW. They had a hardcore title, didn't they? Yeah. Well, the yeah, the world title. I mean, they were. It was pretty much. It was hardcore wrestling. So the yeah, world title. I, I would like to have seen that, but the FPW one is really cool. I, was like, oh, I, I love it because we cut an episode a few episodes back too called FTW. So kind of like a soothsayer. <laughs> everything is like yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah, Taz it's awesome. All the way. Taz can cut one hell of a promo, man. I was, I didn't for a long time. I didn't like his commentary. You know, when he got the impact, it was just like God. Oh, he's so fucking like, just shut up, take your yam bags and go somewhere else. You know? <laughs> and he did. And he took a break and he came back. And I like what he was doing on dark. Um, yeah, so he's good. He's, he's good at what he's doing now. I think better yeah. than uh, being commentary. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's very cool. And speaking of commentary, it's, it's really awesome that with AEW, you get that, uh, I call it like the classic package, you know, you get Tony Schiavone, and Jim Ross together. Like, it's yeah. so you know, great. You know, they can, um, Excalibur can take a walk, though. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> I, I like it Do when tell. Jericho sits in. When Jericho sits oh. in with Shivani and Jim Ross, that's great. Jericho is gold. And, man, if he ever stops in ring, he's got to make the transition because he can make any like, promotion. Like when he got the orange juice or supposedly dumped on him, he sits down and Jim Ross goes, you stink. I'm like, that's fucking like, totally great. Yeah. It's like over the $7,000 coat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Orange Cassidy, he hates. Dude, I love that shit they do with Orange Cassidy, man. I don't like him, but I like what they're doing with him and Jericho because I didn't like Orange, so at least they're doing something with him. Yeah, I think he's good. I, he he can go. He's showing people. He's got a he's got a unique gimmick. You know, there's there's a lot of guys that they brought in from the indies that have that, and uh, yeah, they're, they're kind of showcasing. Although I tell you, if I had to choose between him and Darby Crash, I'll take him. I can't stand anything about Darby Crash. Oh, Darby Allen, Dar- Darby, Darby Crash Darby from Allen. the Germs. Oh. Yeah, I thought you liked the Germs, man. Come yeah, on, I know, but that's what bugs me about it, dude. You are not Darby Crash. You are not T.G. Allen. Skateboarding <laughs> is not cool anymore. You look like a geek. You can't do good promos, and you're wearing leggings under your shirt. <laughs> you heard it here on Juice Pro Wrestling, man. It's a fucking shoot. <laughs> Sorry. No, hey, man. You got to apologize. Me, is a lame move. Yeah, yeah. I kind, I, I like it a little bit, but yeah, it's, it's, it's. I think it's kind of a fucking ignorant move. I mean, <laughs> no. Watch him fall. If he ever does it on someone who doesn't want to like do it right, is just right. They're just gonna step aside. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's definitely a life and career shortening move. Mm -hmm. That's the only thing cool about it. It it is dangerous, but it's like I'd rather have that hit me than someone doing a four fifty. Or a yeah. destroyer off the top rope. Well, it's also some, uh, I don't know if he took it or not, but I remember seeing Jeff Hardy do it uh, maybe for the first time in Impact. And it wasn't necessarily the coffin drop, but it was that back drop where he just jumped and like didn't look and just kind of fell backwards because, you know, we're talking fucking Jeff Hardy who has no yeah, wherewithal you know, for his fucking life. Also, yeah. <laughs> Brother Nero. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> That's that. I I love that too. I like when he becomes um, uh, what's the guy? Willow, thousand years old. Oh, broken Matt. Yeah, when he becomes um, I forget what is what's his name. Damascus or something. Damascus, yeah. Yeah. 
<laughs> Dude, it's great too. Now, uh, like, if do you watch Being the Elite? No, I, I watched a little bit. I watched the watched the one where um, the brothers trained each other at their house. I thought that was mm-hmm. pretty cool. Dude, they're uh, it's so unique. It's uh, and it's cool because they tie in some storylines too, to like dynamite and dark and whatever. Um, but man, dude, Matt Hardy, he he's all like these different characters. Like it was on this week, he walks in the door and he's like, "Well, him and Matt Jackson are walking," and they're Matt's like, "Come in my office." And he goes in. As soon as he goes in, he's like, all of a sudden, he's big money Matt from ROH. He's like, oh, man, not B. He's like, can you just walk the hell out of my office and come back as a guy who's not such a prick? (laughs) And he's, you know, he's doing his shtick and everything. And uh, you got broken Matt Hardy who comes in. He freezes up time when they, like, they'll say a word that's like an industry inside business word, like shoot or fucking mark or something like that. Or heat. And he's like, stop the multiverse heat is or blown up was one he did blown up it's like when a guy looks like he's exhausted and he cannot clearly perform athletically in the ring anymore <laughs> that shit cracks me up and then yeah, no, he leaves he's really he good at yeah and he comes back and he comes back in he's the matt hardy that looks like the og matt hardy he looks like the young bucks you know he's got like the the gear on he's talking about how matt like ripped off his gimmick how matt jackson did he's like you guys stole my gig man <laughs> it's like what else are you gonna steal he's like where'd yeah, my money exactly. go <laughs> that's funny because when i first saw them the young bucks i hated them i'm like these dudes are dressed like the rockers and they want to be the hardys i hate them but- <laughs> yeah they grew on me. I was like, okay, well, they can actually go. So I'll, I still don't like them, but I'll do it. Oh man, they've done they've done so much though. You know, yeah, they really have. The wrestling business. And they have yeah. really they've helped out the the sport a lot. Oh man, yeah, the, them their contribution and like guys like Kenny Omega and oh yeah, like the whole thing. They they you know they they basically them and Cody and Kenny and what Jericho did the whole thing so there you go yeah and cody's another guy i've said many times on here i didn't i didn't like him in wwe i couldn't stand the stardust shit. i liked him when he wore the makeup as stardust but other than yeah. that i thought he was dumb yeah yeah like I, I, I just didn't really care for him and he when he went to roh and he started doing his shit there and he became the champ and the kiss the ring and all that the same thing that mjf he kind of bequeathed on him man that was like i was like dude, i get it now like cody I hate to admit it, but he's growing on me. And then what he's become, it's like, damn, I'm waiting for you. Here's what I want. Two things real quick before we end here. Okay. AEW. I want a heel Kenny Omega, and I want a heel fucking Cody Rhodes. I'm, I'm going to make a Chandler prediction. That's going to happen with Cody. Arn's going to take him that way. And people are going to go, Arn took him that way, and he's going to be ruthless. <laughs> I don't know about Kenny. I'm thinking... He's gonna pick on Kenny. Like go back to like some of the elite bickering, like they were yeah, doing. Yeah, just to kind of be like, you know, all this you making up with people who push you around. You know, he keeps doing that. Mm-hmm. And Cody, I'm sick of this. Who the hell do you think? And Young Bucks, of course, be on Kenny's side, and Cody's gonna hate them. And but yeah, either one of them would be a good heel. But I want I want Cody to be a heel. And it would be great if he aligned with Jericho. That would just piss everyone off. Oh, yeah. Or what's, you know, there's a lot of rumors and uh, innuendo, all that bullshit. Sorry, Conrad. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, About a new four horsemen stable. 
I've been hearing about that too. I if Tully were to join with Arn as dual managers, mm-hmm. I'd I'd be behind it. I think depending on who they pick. The Brainbusters. What if the Brainbusters came back <laughs> and they're the geriatric Brainbusters? Well, you know, the rumor is that Kessler's going to come to AEW. Her dad's there. That's what I hear, but I yes. hear WWE's been that was really one of pursuing the reasons her. that she kept blowing off uh, Impact. Plus, she was stuck in Mexico with Daga. Yeah, uh, yeah. Daga. I always he's another him. guy. We, he's great. Yeah, he's dude. He's Mexican strong style. Shredden's. We've met him a couple dude times. Who popped up from Lucha. That's right. He was part of the uh, Cobra Moon's reptile tribe. Yeah, dude. Cobra Moon. She's uh she's in NWA now. Is she under Cobra Moon or? No, she's uh. God, what the fuck. Man, I'm she, out of it. She's not wearing, she's not doing the gimmick then. No, she's not doing that. She's, uh, I'm, fuck it. You guys, <laughs> you have to look it up. Well, I can't remember, before man. Before we done... leave, I want to state that my favorite lady wrestler of all time, and it took somebody a long time to beat out Fabulous Lula, is Rosemary. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, she I agree. is beyond great. This thing with her leading awesome. Tessa on and, and Tessa, or not Tessa, um, Taya. And I, I think she's her friend and Rosemary last behind her back. is fantastic. She is great. She's a great actress. Oh, she's super awesome. I, I think hopefully they get to do a little bit more with her. I think like since she came back from injury, it's kind of, I mean, not that they're yeah. not promoting Second her. being an idiot. Oh, that one. Oh, yeah. She tried to go in the business for herself. That's a hardcore video. When you watch that, you're like, oh, my God. She's actually pulling her arm out. Oh, yeah. I mean, you haven't really heard shit about her since then. Oh, she got she got blackballed from every eight triple A blackballed her. You get that triple A blackballing you, you're kind of fucked in Mexico. Yeah, well, and that's weird too because she was a pioneer. Um, once again, hey, it's kind of like the whole Simpsons did it thing. Lucha Underground did it. You know, um, if you want to look at Impact, the dominant she could have been a huge female wrestler in America. She was world champion. She was a Lucha Underground world champion. That, as a female. She was one know? of the first to defend against guys. Yeah. Yeah. And win. Definitely definite pioneer, but uh obviously she's a bitch. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but whatever. When you blow chunks, you blow chunks. <laughs> That's right. Case in point, Sammy Guevara. Oh yeah. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> Shut yeah. your mouth. Right. God, what an what an idiot. Really, he'll be he'll be back at some point though. Yeah, I mean, well, I, eventually you probably should put a mask on and go wrestle in Mexico. <laughs> right, but that's why first mask. time was in the final season of Lucha. He popped up. Yeah, well, dude, he he's been in Lucha. He did uh he did some shit with Impact too. He yeah. was going good. I even bought a I bought a bubbly bunch shirt. <laughs> nice. Do you order from Pro Wrestling Tees? Yep. Oh, yeah. Big time. I got a King Kong Bundy and a. Uh, a chic Sabu shirt coming right now. Fuck yeah. <laughs> That's good. I love know. that place. They deliver in like before the pandemic, I'd get them in a week. No shit. Yeah. I, I've got probably I... 20 or 30 shirts from them. Damn, most I don't know of, if I ever the, got most of the wrestling shirts you see me wearing in pictures are from Pro Wrestling Team. Hell yeah. 90% of them. Well, we know a few guys that are working there, so you got that St. Vitus rub. We'll tell them that. I promote them all the time and keep making the shirts. Oh, yeah. And I want a Neil Mosperus shirt. Can you ask them if they can kind of make them? I think we can whip some up. I think we can make something happen for you. The old school one, the white mask with the black and the M on the front. Oh, yeah, dude. <laughs> That'd be dope. 
Well, Dave, man, uh, before we end here real quick, uh, let everybody know where they can find you at, man, and where they can find St. Vitus. Yeah, just go to um, – uh, we actually are going to do a new St. Vitus Facebook page. We haven't done it yet, but it's going to be coming up. Um, so for right now, they can just go to Dave Chandler's Facebook. Fuck yeah. And be yeah, sure that we are definitely – the St. Vitus one is coming. You know, it takes a while to make a new page and stuff, you know. Oh yeah, yeah. I got like five or six of them that I manage. It's a it's a pain in the ass. <laughs> yeah, I know. What about any? New, are we gonna get any new music anytime soon or what? You guys still yeah. on season of mist? We're kind of yeah. That was bad news, but uh, yeah. I mean, you know, things happen the way they happen. I'm happy with the last record, so that's cool. I'm more. I'm more. I'm more into like. I want to. I want this to stop so I can play this cool metal riff for Wildcat behind to walk on the ring to. Because Luke wants me to do that. I'm like, damn it! <laughs> Hell yeah! Hey, I would love to do that. That'd be great. You know, maybe uh, we we might have to get a a little. Uh, I'll have to send you. Well, once you hear the show when it comes out, um, you get to hear our theme song, which I think it's like the dopest theme song in all of fucking podcasts. And I'll definitely. Uh, I'll send the link to Luke and to Clayton from anything, too. You really got to talk to him. Actually, both of them would be good. I bet you Luke would talk to you, too. Oh, yeah. Dude, I would love to. In a heartbeat, man. Well, Dave, once again, thank you very much, brother, for coming on. Hey, and we're going to have to do this again sometime, man. So I got your number. Anytime you want to chop it up about wrestling, right on. You know, just fucking hit me up, man. I love that shit. <laughs> <laughs> I got one last thing to say before we leave. Yes. <laughs> yeah, you heard it here first. Wet em up, wet em up, wet em up. Wow! Yeah, I'm so fucking hard for Dave Chandler. It's St. Vitus is fucking insane. JPDub.com. You gonna do sex to me? <laughs> you know, as different as everything seems this holiday season, one thing still holds true year after year. Everybody loves holiday scratch-offs from the Ohio Lottery. And with tickets available from $1 to $20, they're the perfect gift for anyone on your list 18 years or older. So, stay safe this year and play it safe with your gift-giving. Give scratch-offs from the Ohio Lottery. Lottery players are subject to Ohio laws and commission regulations. Please play responsibly. Donato's just didn't add bacon to their pizzas. They added bacon to their bacon. It's Donato's new Bacon Duo pizzas. Two pizzas, each with two kinds of bacon. Try the new Pepperoni Bacon Duo with pepperoni, Canadian bacon, and hardwood smoked bacon. And the Chipotle Bacon Duo with Canadian bacon and Chipotle seasoned bacon. Now get $2 off a large Bacon Duo or any large pizza. Use promo code 2. Donato's. Every piece is important.